whispered by God today to bring you here. Amen. Amen. It's not coincidence. It's not happenstance. It's not anything from the hip. It is ordered by the Lord that you are here today, June 2nd, 2019. Each one of us is here for a divine purpose. Amen. Let's just bow our heads and pray right now. Father, I just commit this time right now into your hand, this service, and I ask you to fill my mouth with your words, that you would speak through me, minister through me, teach through me, and that it would be nothing to do with self, but all to do for you and with you and by you. In the name of Jesus, glory be to God. Thank you, Lord, for your sweet presence in our building today. Thank you, Lord, for your hand on Gentle Shepherd and on us as people, as a congregation. In Jesus' name, we said, amen, amen. The passing of time. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Bless the Lord. Nothing is too hard for the Lord. Absolutely. How many are facing a mountain that you feel is impossible? Speak to it and it be removed and cast into the sea. Amen? Hallelujah. God is a God of miracles. Amen, Jesus. How many of you have looked back in your life? Some of us are older than others. Some of us are younger but you look back on your life and you realize, man, time went fast. Here I am already this age. I can't believe it's already 2019. I remember back in the 70s or the 80s or the 50s or the 60s or whenever it was. But you look back and it's like, where did time go? And it seems to go so fast, doesn't it? Well, you know what? It is fast compared to eternity. Our life is like a flower that fades. It's like a vapor. It's here and it's gone. How many of you want to learn as a child of God, as a daughter and a son of the Most High God, to really learn and to grasp that every day matters because in light of eternity, it is ordained by the Lord. You were born at exactly the perfect time and exact time that God wanted you on this earth. But each day matters to the Lord. And we live in a day and age where everything is about self. Everything is about your destiny and you're important and you're special and you have this and that. You know what? It is, but it's to be bringing him honor and glory. And we are to fear the Lord and to honor the Lord every day of our life that we have. We don't have very many days. You only have 160 some hours a week. And that goes fast. How many realize a week goes so fast? Here it is next Sunday already. The next Sunday comes. And it just seems to go so fast. It's the passing of time. But time is in God's hands. He is the father of time, but he is the God of all eternity. And the Bible says in Ecclesiastes, he has set eternity in the hearts of every man and woman that's ever been born. He set eternity there, and it's in man to realize this. Deep down in your heart and your spirit, you realize that your life is awfully short. And how many of you lost somebody at a young age? And it, I lost a sister at a very young age. She was only 51. And it seems like just yesterday she was here, and now it's been almost six years and she's been gone. Life is short. It's like a vapor. But you know what? We can live each day, only each day. Yesterday is gone, the past is gone. You can't relive it. 
It's already gone. You can't live tomorrow. Tomorrow's not here yet. Today we live for who? We live, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, it says that we should no longer, no longer live for ourselves for selfish reasons, selfish intentions, selfish motives, but we now live, the Bible says, for the one who died for us and gave himself for us at the cross. We no longer live for ourselves, but we live for the one who died and rose again. And how do we live? Day by day, moment by moment, minute by minute, hour by hour. We live for him and to please and honor of God. Amen? Let's go to the first scripture here. And I want you to realize, don't get distracted, but I asked Cecil to put up an hourglass, as you've seen on the first slide and you see in the background there. Picture your life in that hourglass and each sand piece of sand is either a day, a month, or a year in your life and how fast it goes through the hourglass. And your sand isn't filled to the top again. I don't see any one-year-olds in here. Your sand is getting lower and lower. In other words, when it gets to the very bottom and to the bottom, that's called eternity. You and I are going to pass from this life to another life. No man or woman has a power to say, this is the day I will die. No man or woman has the power to say when your day of death will be. Only God has appointed it. He has appointed it. And it is important that you and I realize that our life matters to God because we are here for one reason, that's to honor, to glorify, to magnify, to please the one who gave you life. And he says in his word that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And I believe with all my heart that our life and our being on this earth was already in the mind of God before you and I were even in our mother's womb. Way before that, God knew exactly when you would be put on the earth and for a reason. Amen? Let's go right to the first scripture here. And we're talking here in Daniel. I could go on and on about Daniel and the, the uh, prophetic part of it, but I want to focus on something else today. And Daniel, of course... We know about the 70 weeks and what is coming. The times that we live in are different than the times that people lived in the church back in the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, and the 80s, and the 90s, and the early 2000s. We're already almost to 2020. And we are part of a body of believers that is on the earth right now that I believe God has raised up and ordained for us to do things in the Spirit and by the Spirit of God that the church could not do in the past. Not because we're greater, more anointed, any more special, more gifted. It's just the appointed time that you and I are here for such a purpose as this. At that time, look what that word says. At that time, Michael, the great archangel Michael, shall stand up. And an appointed time, the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people. How many believe that there is an angel called Michael? How many believe there is a mighty, powerful realm in the spirit where God is ordaining angels to go here and there and to and fro on the earth in the realm of the spirit, in the heavenlies, as he commands that those commandments come out of Father God's mouth, he orders his angels, including Michael and Gabriel and all the other angels, go, go. Do this, do this, and they don't hesitate, they go. And I believe with all my heart that there are angels in this building right as we speak. Whether you see them or not, it doesn't matter. I believe that the Bible says if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. 
This morning before service, we asked God to send his angels. I believe he heard our prayer. And I believe the angels of God are here. And they're here as ministering spirits to minister to heirs of salvation. How many of you are saved? You got angels working in your life. Amen. Constantly. And they're in this place today. He stands watch over the sons of your people. And there shall be, look what the word says again, you guys. There shall be a time of trouble. Look at the first scripture. At that time. And then it goes down again, the same word. There shall be a time of trouble. In other words, God knows exactly what's going on, why it's happening, when it's going to happen, because he is in control of time. Amen. Amen. It doesn't stop, by the way. It keeps going. It's almost 10.50. We started at 10 o'clock. Look how fast time goes. But there's coming an appointed time when this will come to pass and there shall be a time of trouble. How many believe that that time of trouble that is coming is sooner than later? How many believe that it's sooner than it was a decade ago, five years ago, a year ago, a month ago? That's how fast time is moving to this time of trouble that's coming on the earth. How many want to be prepared and ready for what's ahead? Amen. Amen. Now, I would be an irresponsible minister or pastor if I didn't Try to let you know that you need to be prepared as a believer for what's coming ahead because there's a time of trouble coming on the face of the earth, not just the United States, but the entire globe, the whole earth, and there's a time of trouble. But praise be to God, through Jesus Christ, we have victory and triumph. And he says in his word, the Holy Scripture says this, that he has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. So you and I don't have to go through this time of trouble coming on the earth, but we can have peace, patience, faith, hope, love, mercy, grace, and power working in our life, which is the power of God's understanding on the inside of you and the spirit of wisdom so you don't have to be in shock and awe awe and wonder like the world is what's going on what's happening why is this no as a child of God we should be prepared and ready for the time that's coming such as never was there was a nation even to that time there's that word again and at that time so we got at that time at the beginning then we got there shall be a time and then you've got even at that time and then you got, at that time, your people shall be delivered. Everyone who is found written in the book. Notice the word book doesn't have an S on the end of it. Amen. How many believe that there is a book in heaven called the book of life? The Lamb's book of life. Not books, book. Everyone who is found written in the book. Imagine this being the Lamb's book of life. And the angel of the Lord, whether it's Gabriel or Michael standing there or another angel, and you're standing before Almighty God, your Creator and your Father in heaven, and all of a sudden the book is opened. Not books, but the book is opened. And he takes his finger and he's looking for what? He's looking for names in that book. Now how many believe that if you don't have the fear of God at that moment, you must be dead? Amen. Because when that angel takes his holy finger and he looks for your name or my name in the Lamb's book of life, how many want your name in that book? Amen. Amen. And if you're a true believer and a follower of Jesus Christ and you've trusted him as your Savior and you believe with all your heart that he died for you in your sin, all your sin, 
all your iniquities, all your transgressions, past, present, and future, and you've trusted Christ as your own personal Savior, guess what? I got good news for you. Your name is in the Lamb's book of life. If you've trusted Christ as your Savior, it's not based on how good you are, how much you've gone to church, how much you've prayed and read your Bible. It matters what he did for you, and you put your faith in that, and you put your trust in the only name that can save you, and that is the name of Jesus Christ. Amen? There is no other name. There is no greater name than the name of Jesus, because he's the only true Savior. There is no other name. And your name will not be in the Lamb's book of life if you haven't trusted the one name. And put your faith in the one name, in the one man, the door, Jesus Christ. Amen? So when he opens that book of life and he looks for your name and he finds it, there'll be great rejoicing and gladness in that day. Now let me say one other thing. If you're a true believer and you love the Lord, you want to follow him and obey him, don't you? You want to do what the Lord asks. And the Lord says that he has an appointed time when he's going to send his son Jesus to come again. But he's not coming until all have had the opportunity to come to a knowledge of the truth and be saved and to be born again and to know Christ as their Savior. Because it, the word says that it is the Father's will that no man or woman perish, but that all should come to a knowledge of the truth and be saved. So God has an appointed time when he's going to say, that's it, that's it. Send them, send them. Go get my church. Go get my church. It's time for the rapture. It's time for my children and my loved ones to come back home, to be where I created them to be in heaven with me for all of eternity. There's an appointed time for that hour, and an hour is quicker and sooner than it was yesterday. Amen? There's an appointed time coming when Jesus Christ actually is going to come. And the Bible says that there's going to be scoffers and doubters and unbelievers that say, that's nah, not going to happen. We've, we've heard that for centuries. We've heard it for decades. We've heard it over and over and over. I still remember when I was in high school, I got saved in 1980 up in Milton there, and there was a handful of us that were strong Christians and believers. I was a freshman, and I still remember talking to my friends and saying, man, the Lord could come any day. This could be the year. Look at how awful the world is. Look at how terrible. This was 1980. And we were talking about the Lord could come any day. Do you realize how many years have passed? Do you believe that the Lord still is coming? Amen. Amen. You're always going to hear that, that the Lord is coming. But you know what? Don't get into doubt and unbelief that it's not going to happen. It could happen before we even leave this building today. That's how it is, because God knows exactly what's going on, and he, he is the Father of all time, and He has that time in the, in the hand. And as soon as that word is spoken, the Father is the only one that knows when Jesus Christ is coming again for His church. Only the Father in heaven. There's not one angel that knows right now. Only the Father knows. Otherwise, Jesus was a liar. And He said that time and that second coming that when I come again is only known by who the father in heaven no wonder we can trust God our father no wonder we can put our faith and hope in God because he knows everything he has everything in the palm of his hand he knows exactly the moment you wake up and the very second you put your head down on your pillow and sleep he knows that he has his hand on you amen and everyone who is found written in the book now if you and I are true believers and we love the Lord our God with all our heart soul, mind, and strength, what I was about to say was this. If we also want our names in the book of life, if you have Jesus Christ living on the inside of you by his spirit and he lives and abides on you, you should have a heart and a passion 
to reach souls for him and his kingdom so that you're not just living here for yourself, but you're living for the one who died for you and gave himself for you. And Jesus Christ, who lives on the inside of us, he says, live for yourself no more, but live for me. And my desire and my heartbeat is that no one perish, that nobody goes to hell for eternity. And I'm not coming to preach. I'm not coming to pray for the sick. You go and do it. You go and do what I've asked you to do. You go and tell the good news of what I've done for them. That I am truly the only way. That I did die for their sins. I did raise up from the dead. You tell them the good news. It is your responsibility. It is your privilege and your honor to go and win people to Christ. And to be a soul winner today, not yesterday. You don't have yesterday. It's gone. Tomorrow's not here. Today, have a passion for souls. Today, care about the souls of men, that their name might be in that book. Amen? And you will be rewarded in eternity. You will shine, the Bible says, like the stars in heaven if you have a heart to reach souls for Christ. Amen. We can come here and hear messages and messages and hear other Bible doctrines and great sermons. But you know what? It doesn't matter unless you and I take what we've learned and use it and give it to those that are in need. Amen. Jesus is Lord. Amen. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. How many of you know right now somebody that's passed away? Amen? How many believe that when we die, we be with the Lord? If you die without Christ, do you be with the Lord? When you die and go to hell, you're not going to be with the Lord. Everybody that goes to a funeral have heard the preacher say, Bless him, Lord. Bless him. Bless him. We thank you, Lord, that they're in your presence. We thank you, Lord, that they're in a better place. They're only in a better place and with the Lord if they've been born again and come to a knowledge of the truth. They're only in a better place if they've confessed with their mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and they believed in their heart that God raised him from the dead. They're not there because they were nice, because they were good people. They were a good family person. They loved their children or grandchildren. They never murdered anybody or stole anything. They're not there because of that. They're there for one thing, and that is one way they accepted the way, Jesus Christ. And they believed with all their heart that he really is the only Savior. Amen? How many of you have been to a funeral, and at a funeral you realize this life is short? And how many of you have examined your own life at that point? What if it was you? What if that was your funeral you were going to, your own funeral? And then all of a sudden you have a quickening on the inside of you by the Holy Spirit that says, wake up, awake to righteousness, live for me today. You may not have tomorrow. There's no guarantee of tomorrow. Live for the Lord today. Amen. Today is the day for salvation. Redeem the time for the days are evil. Redeem it. You're not going to have much time on earth as it is to begin with. So redeem the time while you have it and live it completely and utterly for the Lord and for his glory and his honor. Amen. And that means without pride, without vanity, without selfishness. That means you, you live your life full of the love of God, full of grace, full of mercy. That's when you live your life full of compassion. You're quick to forgive. You're quick and slow to anger and quick to listen. You're more of a listener than a talker. Amen. 
It means that you live your life for him in such a way that you can't help but each day, Lord, who can I help come to know you today? Lead me today, Lord God. I'm not just waking up to work, eat, sleep, go to bed, pay my bills, work, eat, sleep, wake up, pay my bills, go back to bed again. That's monotony. That's the ways of the world. Lord, when I wake up this morning, where do you want me to go? Take these feet where you want them to go. Order my steps. And may it not be just for me. I don't want to just go to work today and do my job. I want to go and be a witness, an ambassador, a light in the darkness. I want to be a soul winner today, Lord. And you might be saying, well, that's just you, Pastor, man, or that's an evangelist or a pastor. No, that's you. Because you will come in contact with people I will never meet. And if you have the light and the love of Jesus Christ inside of you, which you do in the Holy Spirit, he wants you to open your mouth and tell them the good news that Jesus did die for you. And it doesn't mean you preach to them and tell them they're going to hell. It means God loves them and he has a plan for you, and that's an eternal plan. But you've got to trust him. And his hand is on you. He's just waiting for you to trust him and to call on him. And he will answer you. And I believe with all my heart that God, as soon as somebody that is an unbeliever cries out with, for God, he hears their cry. I have testimony and proof of that. My older brother Mike was completely depressed. His wife left him with a note that says, I'm leaving you. I don't want nothing else to do with you. My brother Mike was completely in love with this woman. He loved her with all his heart. And he woke up one morning and on the dresser was a little, a little note that says, Bye, I'm leaving. Have a good life. And my brother Mike's, what, what do you think happened? He rejoiced. He went into a tailspin of great depression. And my brother Mike, I called, he called my dad's house on a Christmas Eve. And my dad hands me the phone and he says, Your brother Mike wants to talk to you. And I thought, Okay, maybe he just wants to wish me Merry Christmas. Okay. And I get answered the phone, and he says, Matt, it's Mike. I go, yeah? He goes, I just had to tell you. I, I couldn't wait. I had to tell you. I just had to tell you. I go, what's going on? I knew in my spirit something was different in his voice. And he said, Matt, you know, I've been really depressed. And I've been really, I can't seem to spin out of it. And he said, but Matt, the other morning I woke up, and he said, out of my great dis despair and my oppression and depression, he said, I literally rolled out of my bed and fell to my knees in, in the bedroom. And he said, all I knew to do was, man, I lifted up my hands and I said this, God, have mercy on me. He lifted his hands and he said, God, have mercy on me. And he said, man, I can't explain it. Something happened. I'm not the same no more. I go, Mike, you got born again. The Bible says, whoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Bible says that he is a God of mercy and his mercy endures forever, eternally, everlasting. He is always going to be a God of mercy. And when somebody that is an unbeliever in their despair, in their depression, cries out to God for mercy, do you think his ear is deaf? His ear is open to the cries of those that want him and need him. Amen. And my brother got born again, not by saying a sinner's prayer, not by going to an altar and falling on his knees, not by even opening the Bible and reading John 3.16. He got born again because God knows what's on the inside of your heart. And he hears what comes out of your mouth. Amen. He heard my brother's cry. Go right to the next slide. I want to continue here. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament. Who's wise and going to shine like that? Those that are soul winners. Those that have their eyes off themselves and aren't living for themselves anymore, but living for the one who died for him. Don't feel convicted or, uh, I shouldn't say, don't feel condemned today. I'm trying to encourage you to have a heartbeat of heaven beating on the inside of you. And that heartbeat is that nobody perish. That you and I would reach to the edge 
and the, and the edge, and they, they're, they're in that fire, that lake of fire, and they're about to fall in, and you and I, Eric, we grab him, what do we do? We snatch him out of the lake of fire. You snatch him, come out of there! There's another way, there's a better way for you. And that is through Jesus Christ. That is by being born again and coming to know the one that created you. You don't want to go there for eternity. Let me tell you this right now. With absolute certainty, when somebody dies and goes to hell for all of eternity, I guarantee you, they may have been famous and well-known on earth, but in hell, nobody even knows their name, and they have not one friend. And nobody in hell will even recognize them. That's how lonely it'll be. You don't live for what's here on earth. You live for eternity. And I wrote this down. I want us to remember this. Listen to this. May you and I, may you and I, both of us, all of us here in this room right now, may we learn today to live our life in light of eternity to bring honor and glory to God. I'm going to say that again. May each one of us here today, if you get anything from this message, get this. That you and I learn today and be quickened in our spirit today that we are here to live our life in light of eternity. Your life is but a vapor. It's like a flower that fades. Live it in light of eternity to bring honor and glory to one, and that is Jesus Christ. Amen. And him alone. And then you can stand before God one day and he'll look in you in the eye and say, come on in. You learned how to love me and to love your neighbor and to love your enemies. Come on in. Come into this place that was prepared for you. I love you and gave myself for you. And not only that, how many would love for the Lord Jesus Christ, the one that died for you with his, with his grace of love and, and beautiful countenance upon him, look you in the eye and say, I am so glad you learned that I, ha I gave you that heart to reach souls for me. And, and I want to go show you right now the ones that you led that are here right now, that you helped come to know me as my Savior and be, the, and be there because you opened your mouth and had enough courage and enough love for me, not for self, not for recognition, not for flattery, not for fame. You don't win souls for that. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about him. So that his family and his kingdom can be bigger. God wants a family, and he doesn't want a few kids. He wants a big family. He's a God that loves a lot of people. He wants a big, huge family. That's why he died for the whole world. That's why his will is that no one perish. He, would, he wishes that more than six billion people would be in heaven. That's God's will, that no one perish. And how many want to stand before the Lord Jesus one day and him look you in the eye and say, you are going to shine like the stars, not for a week or a month here, but for all of eternity. You're going to shine like a firmament because you told the world about me. Amen? Amen. And, and I believe with all my heart, you guys, I really do, I believe there's a shift changing. I don't know any other church right now because I don't travel around to different churches, but I believe there's a shift taking place at General Shepherd. I believe there's something going on in our hearts that you and I are starting to get, get it. There's a light that's going on, a fire that started on the inside of each one of us. And that is this, that we aren't here for self, we're here to reach the lost. We're here to win those that are dying and lost and deceived. And if they're backslidden, we're here to reach them and to snatch them back and to tell them that are backslidden that, you know what, today is the day for forgiveness. You may have blown it. You may have failed. You may have made a lot of bad choices. And you may have made a lot of hurt and a lot of pain. I know I've been there and done that myself. A lot of poor choices, a lot of bad decisions in my life. But you know what? I can't live in my past. I live for today. I live for today. If I don't believe that he's forgiven me of that, how can I go on and believe that he's going to forgive me for when I fail later today? Amen? Amen. 
The Bible says if you say you're not, don't have sin, you're a liar. How many have sinned in the last week? You've fallen short of the glory of God. You've, you've, missed, you've missed it. You've missed the mark. But you know what? There's good news. He went here and died and bled his precious eternal blood so you and I can have forgiveness. Amen. We have redemption through the blood of Christ. Amen. Not just on the day you give your life to Jesus, but on every time you say, Father, forgive me. I've wronged. I've done evil. I've done wrong. I've sinned against you. Forgive me. Have mercy on me. How many believe that God hears that prayer? In the name of Jesus. He is a merciful God. Amen. God is so merciful. Say this with me. Life is short. It is. It's very short. We must learn to be awake and alert and diligent in these last days before the end of life comes. I'm going to say that again. We must be awake. We got to learn to be alert in the spirit and diligent in our life in these last days before the end of our life comes. And that's your life. Alert, awake to righteousness and diligent. Diligent. Seek the Lord diligently and he will reward you. You seek him even all the more as you see what? The day approaching. What day? The Lord's coming soon. He's coming for his bride. He's coming for the church. We'll be taken up in the twinkling of an eye. How many want to be found ready when he comes? Really, truly, do you want to be found ready? Do you want to be doing and occupying until he comes? Amen. Wouldn't you just love the day when the Lord comes and what happens? You're sitting there with somebody's hand or you're laying hands on somebody, leading them in a sinner's prayer to come to Christ. And at that moment, the Lord comes as you're praying for somebody. Amen. How many love that? Amen. Or you're laying hands on somebody and right when the Lord comes, they're miraculously healed, but you both go up with the Lord. Amen. How many want to be living selfishly or doing your own thing? Amen. Do you really believe with all your heart that this church, Gentle Shepherd Fellowship on Bildall, is going to make and is making an impact on the city? Do you, do you believe that we just come here on Sundays because it's the religious thing to do and we, it's something we always do on Sundays? And it's No, we're here for a reason. And that reason is to be a witness and an ambassador and to bring glory and honor to Him. And we are here to do the work of the Father in Heaven who sent us. And His will is that you and I be a witness, a light, an ambassador, and a soul winner for Him. Amen? Hallelujah. You've got to have that heartbeat on the inside of you. No wonder most Christians are bored with life. No wonder they wake up and it's just the same old, same old monotony. How many of you know believers like that? They just work, eat, sleep, and it becomes mundane. It shouldn't be mundane. This life is an adventure. This life should be something where you're on your edge. You can't wait to get up because you don't know what the Lord's going to do in you and through you. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. How many believe that the Lord loves the poor and he expects us to consider the poor and to reach out to those that are poor physically, poor morally, Poor financially, poor physically, poor spiritually. We are to consider the poor and to reach out there and have a compassion. Amen? Hallelujah. I was sharing Wednesday night with uh, the Wednesday group that was here. And I, and I just want to share this with you because I want to get this fire on the inside of you. Okay? Not just Pastor Matt, not just Pastor Judy, Pastor Al, or anybody else, Cecil, whoever's in leadership. I, I want it to be where you, the common woman, common man in this building right now, and that's all of us. We're all common. You put your pants on the same way I did, one leg at a time. Amen? You don't put your shoes on at the same time. You put them one foot at a time. Can I hear an amen? amen. We're all common. Nobody's better than anybody else here. But God wants you and I to have a heart to reach those that are blinded, deceived, and lost in this world. Amen? amen. 
And I share this with you as an example. Because Paul said, follow me, let me be your example. Follow, follow, so that if the pastor's not reaching souls, he, can't, he shouldn't be up there preaching the gold for you to win souls. The pastor should have a heartbeat for souls. Amen? The pastor should care about those that are going to hell for eternity. Amen? And, and there's been times when we all get cold. We all get uh, self-centered, basically. We don't really care. We just get so caught up in life and the busyness of life and our family and our work, and we tend to forget about the kingdom of God. Come on, be honest now. We all do. It's, it's called life, and it's called sinful nature. And last, I believe it was last uh, Monday or Tuesday, I went over to the gas station across the gas station from where General Shepherd was, right there on 15th Avenue. I don't know the name of it right now. I, can't, I drive by it every day. Mobile. The mobile on 15th and 11th. And I'm going in there, and I'm going to be honest with you. This is very humbling for me to say this, and I'm just going to say this. I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it. It's very humbling. But I went there to get a gallon of milk at that gas station. And I didn't have the money to get that gallon of milk, but I had a handful of quarters to get the gallon of milk, which was right around five bucks. And I knew I had change in the middle of my console in my car. And I got back out, and I was walking to my car with a gallon of milk, and this young man walks up to me, and he looked grubby. He looked dirty. His fingernails were black. He looked maybe uh, not African-American, maybe mixed. Good-looking guy, but just you could tell he was living on the streets. It wasn't one of those fake guys with the sign. He wasn't holding up nothing cardboard. And he came up to me, and he said, I don't mean to bug you, sir. And I was sitting in my car at the time. He goes, I don't mean to bug you, sir, but do you, do, can you spare a little change at all? And I looked at him, I said, I'm going to be honest with you. I said, what's your name? He said, Chris. I remembered his name, which is amazing. I don't usually remember names. He said, my name is Chris. And I said, Chris, I'm going to be honest with you. I had to buy this gallon of milk with the quarters I had. But I know one thing, I have some change in the middle. And I'm going to give you the change I have left. And I gave him a bunch of change and whatever I had. And he, he stood there and he said, thank you. And I said, Chris... Let me ask you a question. I said, Chris, have you ever considered Jesus Christ and what he's done for you? I didn't, my flesh said, just get home, you know, it's hot, the sun's beating on you, you know, it's just, you know, but the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God on the inside of me says, do you care about this man? Are you going to obey me and reach out to him because he's lost, he's blind and he's deceived and he's, and he's poor in spirit? poor in health, poor financially, in every way. Are you going to be the witness and the ambassador I've asked you to be? Because how many remember Pastor Matt had a dream? And on that dream a few months ago, I was walking down 11th Street. And on that dream, I was walking down 11th Street, and the Lord led me to reach others for Christ. And when I woke up from the dream, I said, why 11th Street? And the Lord just simply said to me, just go and pray for people on 11th Street. I'm asking you to obey me and go. And I knew right at that moment the Holy Spirit quickened me and said, do you remember that dream? And that's why, that's why it quickened me to say, Chris, have you ever thought about Jesus Christ and what he's done for you? And I, I was astonished, Eric. He looked at me. He said, no, honestly, I haven't. Most, most of them that are asking for money are saying, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm you know, this or that. They kind of hee-haw around religiously. But he actually said, no, actually, I haven't. And I said, you know, Chris, he died for you and gave his life for you. Jesus Christ shed his blood so you can be forgiven. Would you like to be forgiven today, Chris, of everything you've ever done in your life today? and be saved, and, and know that you have a Savior, and he goes, just like this, he goes, 
yeah. He stepped back and he goes, yeah. And I go, will you pray with me right now, Chris, but pray sincerely. To, you want to ask Christ in your heart today and be forgiven and have a Savior? And he went like this again. He stepped back and he goes, yeah. Yeah, I do. And, and I said, take my hand. He took my hand. I squeezed his hand purposely. I squeezed their hand purposely, knowing that I'm not just, I mean it sincerely. When I squeeze their hand, I'm praying fervently for them. And he asked Christ to come into his heart, and he asked for forgiveness. And how many believe that God hears from heaven, and the angels rejoiced in that moment when Chris, who I don't even know his last name, I don't know the day he was born, I haven't seen him since. I believe he received Christ as his Savior. And we prayed for him Wednesday, and I'm going to pray, because I told him where our church was. I'm praying that he walks in the doors and starts growing and becoming a true disciple and follower of Jesus. Amen? And I say that not to be arrogant and brag that Pastor Matt's out. No, I'm encouraging you to do the same. Whether you're at a gas station, whether you're at Walmart, whether you're at the clinic, whatever you're doing, moment by moment, day by day, realize you're to live your life in light of eternity. And God probably sent old Chris to me that day just to see what I would do. But more than that, to see what I would do, he did it because he loves Chris. And he doesn't want him to perish and go to hell for eternity. He wants him to come out of that horrible pit of sin and darkness and wickedness and self-centeredness he's living in and come into the light and the truth that's only found in one way, and that is Jesus Christ. Amen? And that was why Chris came to my car. And the funny thing was, God has a sense of humor, amen? Chris walked away after all that. He turned around, stopped, and looked at me again. And I'm standing by my car, and he says, you wouldn't happen to have quarters with you. He goes, because I gave him nickels, pennies, and dimes. And he goes, you, and I said, to be honest with you, I don't. And I said, but you know what? You go in God's blessing on you. Amen? amen. So go and be a witness and a light for the Lord. You, God has established a time for everything. And time is passing very quickly. It's already 11.15. We've already been at church an hour and 15 minutes. Doesn't it seem like 10? Yes. Time goes fast. Man, listen to this. Life is short. And then Ecclesiastes 1.4, it says this. One generation passes away and another generation comes. One generation comes and passes away and then another generation comes. That's how quick generation to generation goes. Amen. How many of you have ever seen an old movie? I like old westerns sometimes. And you, and you think, man, a guy like John Wayne, he passed away in the 70s. And he lived this life of fame and riches and glory and recognition. But did he know the Lord? When he died in 1977 or whenever it was he died, when he breathed his last breath, did John Wayne even know the Lord? Was he born again? Was his name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? That's what matters. His life was like a vapor. In the moment, we think life will never end. Amen? We think that life is going to continue on and on and on. It doesn't, does it? One generation passes, another generation comes. Man is born and dies, but the world seems not to even notice. We live and we die, and it seems like the world doesn't even notice. People come and they go and they pass away. It doesn't seem like the world cares or even notices. God knows and values your life and every life. It matters to him that you live and died. Remember, there is a time and a season for everything under the sun. There is a time and a season for what's going on in your life right now. There is a time, a reason, and a season for what's going on in your life right now. And the Lord has his hand on each one of you, each and every one of you in your circumstance, your situation right now. 
And he knows it. He knows what you're going through. And he's saying, trust, trust, trust. And what did the word just say a little bit ago? Nothing, 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 nothing. Nothing is impossible with God. Amen. Nothing. He is a God of the miraculous. He is a God of the impossible. He is a God of miracles. He is a God that does exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond all that you could, I could ask, imagine, or even think possible. Amen. God only knows what he has planned and in store for your precious life. But he's asking us to take our life and say, I want to take and live my life in light of eternity, not for temporary things that fade and pass away and things that are of the flesh, but I want to live my life in the Spirit, walk in the Spirit, be filled with the Spirit, drink of the Spirit, be led by the Spirit, and have the fruit of the Spirit. Amen? Amen. That is a life, living your life in light of eternity. Everything is done in you and through you for His honor, His glory, by His Spirit in your inner man. Amen. And I can't even get to all my message, but you know what? I believe that God has spoken to each one of us today. And I'm going to read something here, and you don't even have to put up. Oh, we got it right here. Jesus said to them, how many believe that when the scripture says Jesus said, you should pay attention? Or especially when he says verily, verily. Because every single word that Jesus spoke for 33 years on the earth, every single word was ordained of God. Because he lived in the perfect will of God. Nothing spoken by the Lord was from the hip or just idle talk. What he said was this, my time has not yet come. My time, there's that word again. My time has not yet come, but your time is always ready. That's why it's always time and you're always ready for the Lord to save you. Amen. Amen. Today is the day for salvation. Redeem your time for the days are evil. Today you are ready. Today you are ready to follow the Lord. Today you want to hear his voice and obey what he has for you to do today. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify of that. It work are evil. You go up to this feast. I am yet going up to this feast for my time. Look what Jesus said. For my time has not yet fully come. Jesus understood this, that his life represented time. And there's a time and a reason and a season for everything in our life. And that we are to listen and be willing and obedient to the Holy Spirit and what he's asking you to do moment by moment by moment. That's what Jesus was saying. My time isn't fully come yet. It's your time, but not my time. He knew exactly when to go to Capernaum. He knew exactly when to go to the Sea of Galilee. He knew exactly when to go into Jerusalem because he was led by the Spirit of God and he knew that everything had a time for it in his life. Segments of time, amen? Stand with me to your feet right now. Let's just pray. Hallelujah. If, and I, and I, as we stand up, if you can't stand, that's okay. But right now, just every, every eye closed and, and your head bowed in reverence to the Lord. This is between you and God, not me and you and God, just you and the Lord, and me and the Lord. And I'm not even going to look. Usually I look to see whose hand goes up, and, and you know what? This, this includes me as well. Just let's keep our eyes closed and say, raise your hand if, if you have lived your life not in light of eternity, but you've lived it in monotony and just repetition, more religiously. And you know it. You've lived your life a lot in the flesh and not in the spirit. Nobody's looking. God sees your hand if it's going up. And how many want to live your life today from this day forward more in the spirit and less in the flesh and more in light of eternity than in 
the here and now, the things that are temporary. How many want to live your life pleasing the Lord and honoring Him and having a heartbeat of heaven in you instead of a heartbeat of the world? Just right now, just say, Lord, say this with me, Lord Jesus, help me to live my life truly in the Spirit and be led by your Spirit. I repent and I ask you to forgive me today for walking in the flesh, going my own way, doing my own thing, moment by moment, day by day, not really focused on kingdom, on eternal things. Forgive me today, Father, for not having your heartbeat. Change me. Soften me. Mold me. Shape me. This day forward. Amen. And everybody said? Amen. 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 I believe the Lord has opened each one of your hearts because when I pray and Pastor Judy prays and Dwayne prays, we pray in the morning, I believe with all my heart that God says in His Word that He hears the prayers of the righteous. He hears the cry of our heart. And we pray, we sincerely pray that the Holy Spirit opens the hearts of people and that you will receive what the Lord is saying. Not what Pastor Matt or Pastor Judy is saying or Pastor Al is saying in that message or whatever. It is the Lord that you receive from. Amen? Raise your hand if God spoke to you today. I believe he really did. Amen. I see your hands go up. Go in the grace and mercy and the love of God. If you have need of anything today, spiritually, physically, emotionally, you know where to come. We're going to pray and we're going to believe God to set you free. And he, he will hear our prayer. Amen. Go in the grace and the love of God today. I love you and God loves you. And remind others today as you leave, Jesus is coming soon. Amen. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord.